The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Fernandez just tucking white and Mudrick. Gallagher took it on and Lewis Hall has broken forward into space here and drives it across and Mudrick gets it all wrong. He's had real problems in front of goal for Chelsea as Mikhailo Mudrick and that won't help. Rickson and Shaw who are over this free kick. It's Ericsson who delivers. Casemiro! All with the cross, oh, another one missed from right in front of the Manchester United goal. This time, Kai Havertz culpable. It will be six minutes of added time. Enzo Fernandez, Conor Gallagher, and still they can't finish. This time it wasn't the touch that let the Chelsea player down. It was the finish. Fernandez. Casemiro again. And it's Sancho. And it's finished off by Anthony Martial. And even though it's not been the most convincing performance, it's a convincing scoreline now. One well high up the pitch by Victor Lindelof, who rolls it into the path of Sancho. Fernandez! Well, he was there for the taking, and he couldn't take it. Bruno Fernandez kicks the corner, goes down, penalty. Stuart Atwell in no doubt this time. Fernandez does put the issue beyond doubt. Manchester United will be back in European football's Premier Club competition next season. Given away to Rashford. Marcus Rashford follows it in. And Chelsea are just completely disintegrated. They've fallen apart. And Marcus Rashford pressed into service early in this match from the bench. Has his goal. Here's Felix. Felix going on and on and on and all the way. And after more than 11 hours without conceding a Premier League goal here, Manchester United have let one in. And it's Felix who's shown his colleagues how to do it. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Twitter account for Bet MUFC. At BetMUFC, that's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGB Soccer. That's at SGB Soccer. We are on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow them at the SGB Network. That's at the SGB Network. And you can follow me on my Twitter account where I tweet about all sports. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The LockBetting.com Twitter account at LockBetting.com will always have my PL for the previous month. So at the moment, you can see the pinned tweet. 
is the month of January, which was my 119th month in a row of transparent and tracked profit. So moving on with this edition of BetMUFC, it's the episode where we can finally say we will be playing in the Champions League next season. That came as a result of beating Chelsea quite comfortably at Old Trafford. Chelsea put out a decent attacker performance despite only delivering one goal. Their XG was decent. They did carve open Man United on numerous occasions, but the finishing wasn't there. The defending is absolutely horrendous. I have no idea what has happened to Wesley Fofana. He is no longer a £70 million centre-back. I wouldn't buy Wesley Fofana from what we've seen at Chelsea for £7 million. So they have big, big problems when significant signings are going backwards like that. Mudrick, he was always a player who confused me, putting him on that huge contract, a player who'd only scored 12 goals. And I'm not talking about this season when he was signed or last season. I'm talking 12 career goals. Yet it was signed for £88.5 million. That is not looking like a good signing. And it looks like names are going to have to leave in order to make space for a new wave of signings in the summer. One of them looks like being Mason Mount, who's being heavily linked to Manchester United at the moment. Now, the breaking news regards Mason Mount. Manchester United have emerged as the leading contenders to sign Mount if he leaves Chelsea this summer. They are understood to have made a number of inquiries over his potential availability this season. They've been encouraged by his complicated situation at Stamford Bridge. Now, Mount's contract expires in 2024, and with Chelsea wanting him to stay, there have been new talks uh, about a new deal, but the player needs to fit into this responsible wage structure that Chelsea are trying to implement. And, However, those discussions have not yet found an agreement. Maurizio Pochettino is expected to hold talks with Mount after his appointment as Chelsea's new manager, which could change the dynamic of the situation. Uh, it remains to be seen whether Pochettino sees Mount as being integral to his plans going forward and can influence his decision over whether to recommit to his boyhood club. But uh, if Mount does see his future elsewhere, Chelsea are prepared to sell him, but will demand in excess of £70 million for the 24-year-old. So Manchester United, the uh, leading contenders to sign Mason Mount should he leave Chelsea this summer. So that's the report. And apparently we're willing to part ways with £70 million for Mason Mount. And with our ownership situation not resolved, that would probably be a large amount of our transfer budget. In fact, that would be nearly half of what I estimate, to estimate our transfer budget to be this summer if we don't have new ownership. So I'm not interested in Mason Mount. It's not a position where I think we need a player we could do with some cover for Ericsson and Casemiro, but I don't think Mason Mount is the answer. Signing somebody who wouldn't get anywhere near the Manchester City team when we're trying to challenge Manchester City, that doesn't make sense to me. I'll be having a greater look at Mount in a future episode along with other potential signings. The way it's going to work between now and the, the end of the season when we will take a break is that we are going to do the FA Cup final preview next week. After that, we're going to do a season recap. And after that, we're going to do a look ahead show to the next season where we do look at potential signings. And then we are going to come back with BetMUFC before the EPL show where we will have another look at how 
the Man United squad is shaping up and who we are being linked to at that point. So we are going to do the FA Cup preview. We are going to do the season recap. We are going to look ahead to next season's prospects and transfers. We are going to take about two or three weeks off and then BetMUFC will be back looking at the potential transfer activity. Now, I'm not, going to, I'm not sure if we're going to go weekly at that point or whether it's just going to be an update show, but there isn't going to be an extensive break for BetMUFC for the summer. It's only going to be two or three weeks before we are back. So before we move on to looking ahead to the Fulham game, let's have a listen to a couple of interesting interviews that I picked out this week. We're not going to bother with the press conference because the Fulham game isn't important. There's no way I can spin that as being important. It's just a case of Manchester United either staying in third place or dropping down to fourth behind Newcastle. Obviously, we'd rather stay in third. And I don't actually think there are going to be wholesale changes like many people do, especially when you've got Marcus Rashford probably starting that game and needing a few more minutes in his legs before the FA Cup final. And I think there will be decent enough support around him. Will it be Bruno? Will it be Casemiro? Will it be David De Gea? No, I think all of these people will be out, but I think there'll be a strong enough team here to finish off the season at home in front of our own supporters with a win or at least be competitive enough to try and win the game. So I don't think it's going to be a case of United tanking that final game. But as I said, I didn't pick out the Eric Ten Hag press conference. Instead, what I've picked out is Eric Ten Hag talking about the win over Chelsea immediately on the pitch with the Sky Pundits. And also, I've got an interview with Luke Shaw where he talked about what the aims were for next season. So two interviews I've picked out this week before... We listen to them. Let me ask you a quick question. Are you guys signed up to Edge Boost yet? If you're not, you are missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. You must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, usually on this show, I do have an edge boost double down play of the day. I don't have one here on this show because I don't know what type of team Man United are going to field against Fulham. Not enough to tell you to double down on anyway. However, if you go over and listen to the EPL show, there is a double lock on that show. So if you want to get your edge boost double down play of the day, so essentially what we used to call the lock, we now have two of those ready for you over on the EPL show. The reason I'm not just chucking one out here is because BetMUFC so far this season has a 9-0 lock record and will be taking a lock for the FA Cup final as well as we hope to finish the season 10-0. and And that will be via an episode of BetMUFC. So I'm not going to chuck one out here. I've given you two over on the EPL show. So hopefully that compensates. So let's have a listen to Eric Ten Hag talking pitch side after the win against Chelsea. He was late, by the way, today. That's why you didn't see him earlier on. The Dutch don't do that. How much do you find the players when they're late? 
We're still we're figuring out though how much we find him. Oh, he, he knows it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he paid. I, it. I, I, I know. It. He paid a lot in his career. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, only in the beginning. <laughs> Afterwards, no, not anymore. We, we said it before the game. You can pay for our Christmas night out. That's what. That's what the final is going to oh, be for, for Jimmy. Uh, that will be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> you no take you out for Christmas. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly I tell that. You, it's going to be party. Listen, Eric, you're, you're going to be celebrating to an extent this evening. I know you've got the, the FA Cup final to come, but now finally you know that you've, you've qualified for the Champions League next season. Oh, it's important. Um, this club belongs in the Champions League, eh, but it's not easy in the Premier League. That is a tough competition. Um, so a lot eh, compete for that position. I think seven, eight clubs. So it's a massive uh, performance when you get this done. What were you looking for from your players in, in this game tonight? What were you looking to see from them? Yeah, we want to win. And we showed the winning attitude. And I think you can see Chelsea as outstanding players. And yeah, causes also problems. But I think in the counter-attacks we were really good. Um, our first goal was of course set play. But then I think in counters we were really dangerous. Uh, we scored four at least of in the end. But we, had, we should have scored more. But I'll be honest, also they could score as well. Yeah, they certainly caused problems, particularly in the first half. What do you think the difference was? In the, in the, from the first half to the second? Our defense organization was better. Second half, uh, more compact, better decisions. Um, first half, we had problems. Uh, they came in between the lines, but be fair, uh, they play um, without pressure. Uh, they could go forward, and you could see that it's always difficult uh, playing against a key team like this. They, of course, they want to win, but they were also open. But then you have to, yeah, you have to, to strike them. And you have to take advantage from the spaces you get. And we didn't always. Um, second goal was late in the first half. Could have been earlier. I think it's obviously a brilliant result for you. you can relax now on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Sunday. How important is it that you can make sure that you've got everybody fit for what is an important cup final as well? And the history of Man United when they won the treble and stopping Manchester City winning their treble. No, I think first it's important Sunday. Still, we can be third. Uh, in the league uh, second um, be stay in the rhythm it's important keep yeah. focus n- uh, not getting injuries uh, as well um, so it gives us good um, good goals for Sunday but also uh, get a home record uh, in, the, in the history even we can get that so it's going to be an important game we want to win that game yeah. and you talk about injuries Shaw and, and Anthony how are they what's the early assessment it's difficult to say. Uh, let's wait for 24 hours, then we know more. You've come from Holland. Uh, you've now a whole year. You've done absolutely magnificent. Won the Carabao Cup in the next final and Champions League place. But how have you found it this year? Yeah, I feel comfortable here. And I know at, at least, but uh, I remember after the second game, Brentford, it was tough. But yeah, I think we constructed a team. Uh, was a, is a good spirit. Uh, we work very good in the training pits, and yeah, we get rec- results. We improving, and I think we are in the right direction. And we know we are still not there where we want to be, but we are back in the Champions League. Uh, that was, I think, a really important step. We had to do it uh, because if you want to be successful, you have to be in the Champions League. Eric, you obviously you know what you're, you're planning for now next season. How much, obviously you've got games to focus on as well, but how much will you be involved and how much will your mind be on the business that the club might do in the, in the summer? So I think this is my job, to be involved. Eh? So, yeah, we have to work on the squad, but 
you already said it. And next week going to be big and huge, and we will do everything in our power. It's not be easy, but uh, yeah, we have to uh, get well prepared and give us the best chance uh, to to get that cup. We have a great opportunity, and you don't get such opportunities so often. So we have to realize that, and so we have prepared it well. So Sunday, uh, let's focus on this next week and then of course uh, we are working in the background and then we go through next season and but that's far away Eric Marcus Rashford 30 goals this season that's his best return and, and it feels that you've you've got that spark back in his game I think you deserve a lot of congratulations for that he's only got one year left on his contract how important is it as much as bringing players in as making sure that you keep the best players here as well yeah of course <laughs> and we're working on that and I have a good feeling about that. Uh, market wants to stay. We want him to stay, so we have to find each other. Tell me, Casemiro scoring some really important goals for you. Tell me a little bit more in your mind about him. Uh, he's a massive player and such a good signing. And he adapts so well to, to Premier League football. Um, we, we missed him many games. And then you, yeah, we, uh, we noticed that. When he's not there, uh, our game is different. Uh, you see how important it is, not only in our build-up and in our defense organization, but he's scoring goals. Um, in this week, twice, the first goal. The first goal is always, you know, that the most important goal of the game. Um, yeah, he's doing a massive job there and we are really happy with him. Yeah, nice to break away there from the stupid press conference question that we get that probably would have been Hey, Eric, how does it feel to qualify for the Champions League? And hey, Eric, was the Champions League something that you were hoping to qualify for at the start of the season? Two dumb fuck questions that we probably would have got at the press conference after Man United did secure Champions League qualification. Off the back of that, we did get a very interesting interview with Luke Shaw. And we're going to hear that interview in a second. Before we do that... Let me quickly tell you guys about Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and right here to the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And make sure you send that receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady because May is nearly over. So if you want to get involved in the $500 Shady May contest, send that receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 in our Shady May contest. As promised, we are now going to have a listen to Luke Shaw after the win against Chelsea. It was a big point for us. I think it had been a while since we had you know, our last silverware and, you know, obviously just to get the feeling back, the, the winning feeling back of, of winning a trophy and, you know, feeling how that felt was, was a good feeling and, you know, it made everyone want more and I think, especially when there's obviously still a few more games to go um, and probably the, the, the most important part of, of our season, which will obviously define how really our season goes, I think, Obviously, the position we're in at the moment in the league, we, we, we want to get Champions League. We have to get Champions League. Us as players want to be playing in the, in the Champions League, the, the biggest competitions. Um, and, of course, it's, it's in our hands. Um, two games at home 
only need a point, but we won't be looking to get a point. We'll be look, we're looking to win both games. Um, that has to be our aim to, you know, keep consistency. I think, especially at home this season, we've been really good. Um, the results have been really good, and I think we just have to keep that form going. You know, in the home games that that has that has happened, and you know, I'm sure if if we're, we're focused and, and committed, then. You know, especially at home with our fans, we can get the job done. Obviously, shows where we're doing it wrong is is obviously the away games, and we know that as a team, we know we need to improve on that. Um, we spoke about it a lot this season, um, especially against the big teams away. The you know the results have been really poor, and, and we know that something that definitely needs to be improved on next season if if we want to be challenging for for the title. This season, there's obviously been some <clears throat> you know odd games where we haven't been ourselves and. You know, there's been embarrassing results, and I think, you know, we all know that. But I think teams around us can definitely see that, you know, that United are coming back. First season under the new manager, um, I think, of course, there's always going to be a bit of transition. It's clear to see what you know he's brought in and how he's changed, you know, the way we think, the way we play. I think he he wants to bring in a lot of intensity. Um, you know, I think everything he wants the team to do is is. Is high intensity. He wants us to be aggressive on the front foot, you know, pressing as high as possible. Uh, but also with the ball, I think he's made us better. I think we're definitely, you know, more of a th- threat now, you know, with the ball. When we're on the ball, it's clear to see we're going in the right direction. And I think, like I touched on before, we we have to be challenging for the for the title. And I think with this team and, you know, definitely with the directions the manager's going under. Um, I'm sure we're going to make new signings, big signings this summer. So, you know, hopefully we can we can get them done as quick as possible so they're in for pre-season. I think our aim at the beginning of the next season has to be, you know, winning the Premier League and the Champions League. And, you know, that's how we have to think from, from now on. Yeah, so that was Luke Shaw. Just a couple of things to touch on. Um, the main headline used for this was Man United are coming back. Luke Shaw aims to win Premier League and Champions League next season. Obviously, that was going to be the key sentence taken out of that. He Obviously, he did say it, but it was said as if that was the main takeaway from that interview. Obviously, Luke Shaw is expected to say that. I don't think he really expects to win both of those titles. Winning either one of them will be massive progress for Manchester United. So... Obviously, that was um, a little bit ridiculed when it was released. And this was released on Friday after the win against Chelsea. Obviously, listening to it, it was done before that game as he talks about approaching those final two home games. But that's essentially irrelevant. The main takeaway there was how Luke Shaw sees the season, how he sees things going forward. And obviously, talk there about winning the wanting to win the league and the Champions League next season. That wasn't just also one long monologue from Luke Shaw. Just for copyright reasons, the questions were taken out. That was edited by me. So that was Luke Shaw answering questions. But the questions were taken out. That wasn't just one big monologue where Luke Shaw gave a speech looking at this season and looking forward to next season. So um, just got that in there because I found it interesting. And obviously this game coming up against Fulham isn't massively relevant. But of course, when you listen to Eric Ten Hag, as per usual, you are sold that he isn't going to just let 
any game just slip by the wayside and Man United will put out some sort of competent team here and will make an effort to win their final home game in front of their home supporters. I do think the line is a little bit short as it's close to minus 200 here for United to win the game. Best price you can find is 4-7. to seven. It's 18-5 to five on the draw and Fulham are the 5-1 to one underdogs. Fulham themselves should be on the beach, although we've been saying that for a while and they have put out some competent performances between now and the end of the season when they were deemed safe, especially since Mitrovic has come back. Also, don't forget, this is a revenge spot for Fulham as this is where they were knocked out of the FA Cup and controversially as well, as this is where Mitrovic got his ban and where they had two players sent off and Man United were, as a consequence, able to take them apart. It's difficult to take... United to win this game, um, at least with any kind of conviction. As I said, your edge boost double down play is over on the EPL show where I've given you two. So I haven't forced myself to make a strong pick here for this game. So ultimately, I think the strongest play here is to take BTTS as I do think United will pick a team that are capable of winning this game. But I also think that they'll rotate in some positions. I don't think that we'll see Casemiro and Varane playing this game. That means you lose your protection in front of the back four and you also lose your most important centre-back, which means also that Harry Maguire could come into this side. Therefore, BTTS is alive here in this game and could offer up some decent value at 46 minus 150. These two sides have already met twice this season. They met in the league and in the FA Cup game I mentioned. And this play, BTTS, did cash in both of those games. I expect that pattern to continue here. Fulham have only failed to score in two of the last nine away trips to Man United and have only drawn blank in one of the last 27 games. Man United have only drawn blank in one of their 27 games at Old Trafford. So there's reasoning there for both teams to find a net hit in this game. Ultimately, I think Man United will pick a strong enough team to win it. I think we're going to see Martial... Casemiro, Varane and maybe David De Gea rested. I think Bruno Fernandes just plays all the time because he wants to. I think we see 60 minutes here from Marcus Rashford. I think we see a start here for Ganacho as he pushes to start in the FA Cup final with Anthony. Unfortunately, looking like he's out of the game. So for me, there's enough players there to win the game. There's enough incentive there for United to win the game. I think they will. But BTTS, BTTS at 46 minus 150 will be my main lean here for this game. So that's it for BetMUFC as far as the EPL season goes. But we will still have three more episodes to come before we do take a little break for the start before the start of next season. And BetMUFC, as I mentioned earlier, will be back earlier than other shows as we monitor the transfer activity. So your three shows that are going to be coming up next will be the FA Cup preview as Man United play Manchester City in the FA Cup final next weekend your season recap and then there'll be a look ahead to potential transfers coming into Man United. By then, hopefully, the Mason Mount rumours have died down because that's not a transfer that I want at the club. There are better ways to spend our money. Don't see how we need Mason Mount, but I'll be looking at all of that in that final episode before we take our short break for the summer. So until next weekend, that's it from me, guys. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.